0: and hello welcome to let this mind be in you it's nine o'clock eastern standard time on a uh, thursday night so again uh, as i mentioned last week uh, when i did a thursday podcast that we had to uh, do two thursdays in a row um, i have duty this weekend so uh, with that being said we're going to get jumping into this right away Uh, before we get started while we're waiting on a few people probably to show up here um, a couple minutes here just making a a quick announcements next week uh, god willing we should be back on at our uh, normal time on Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, I'll, I should be on leave next two weeks. So um praying that God would uh, allow me some opportunities to make some uh, just produced videos so I'll have a chance to do that as well uh, in the next couple of weeks. So be in prayer about that. I'm a little bit out of breath. I was just running up and down the stairs just a few seconds ago. So a little bit out of breath, I'll, I'll catch it here in a minute and uh, we'll get uh, started. All right, don't forget the, um, let's just start with the email first, ltmbiy at yahoo.com if you want to contact me, also um, at the Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Facebook page. You can look me up there and as well as listen to the audio version. Um, if you guys noticed last couple days ago, I posted just an audio only and that was me um, when I got a chance to teach in front of uh, our local group here. And so um, I posted that as, as well about The Rock. So make sure you, uh, you check that out. It's also available at uh, Apple Podcasts uh, and then iHeartRadio Podcast. And also, don't forget, you can still find it online at podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. Just look up Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast and uh, you should go right to it. Okay, so tonight... Um, we're going to be getting into the subject of Colossians. Um, so the the new book, so to speak, we're going to go through uh, chapter and verse, line by line, is going to be Colossians. Um, before we get to that, though, I'm going to get into, um, I want to talk about something. And um, the first thing I want to kind of talk about is, is where I stand biblically on salvation. So um, the other night, um, I just noticed that, my name got brought up. Well, actually, the channel name here, Let This Mind Be In You, got brought up, and I'm not going to mention any names, um, and I'll tell you why um, at the conclusion of this, of this uh, short little study we're going to do at the beginning. So turn with me first. Uh, I'd say we're going to the book of Colossians, so let's just go ahead and get turned over there in our, in our Bibles, our King James Bibles, to Colossians chapter four, and I just want to read you a verse real quick before we get started. Give everybody a minute to get there. All right, Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 says here, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all, praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance. That's to speak. Right here, to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Uh, Both literally, you know, he was in prison a lot. And also, spiritually speaking, he was in bonds. That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Manifest. Remember, we did a study about that. Uh, There's a couple videos on manifest. How it's shown clearly that mystery, as Paul puts it, in other places. Uh, Verse 5. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. And this is the verse I want to concentrate on here. Uh, as we get started. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. I pray about this a lot. Um, I think about this a lot because I used to not be having my speech, and still sometimes don't, having my speech always with grace. Um, I've had a tendency to flame spray people in the past, and uh, say a bunch of different things, but I've uh, as I've learned a little bit over the years um, in my walk, and as I've grown closer to the Lord, um, that He's growed me, He's matured me in some in some ways. Hi, Mom. And as He's matured me in some ways, um, those that's one of the ways that He's matured me. Um, not to say that our our um, it shouldn't be seasoned with salt. If you look down there, it says seasoned with salt now we all know um, from the word that we're you know salt uh, we're supposed to be salt which is both a preservative you can use salt to preserve it's a it's a thing that uh, you can use for medicinal purposes there's all sorts of different uses for salt but you pour it into a wound an open wound and it's going to burn salt can burn you with that being said So as we give the word of God, we need to do it with grace. Only the, only the word of God, give it plainly, just read it for what it says with grace. But that's the seasoning. That's the seasoned with salt right there. We can't give our own opinions and stand on any kind of foundation. We stand on a sure foundation, that rock, that chief cornerstone, the word of God. All right. All right, about the gospel, uh, just really quickly, uh, so just counting the Pauline epistles, and to be fair, uh, for those watching and those listening later on, to be fair, I even counted the book of Hebrews, okay, I included this in there as a Pauline epistle, just for, just to be fair, um, and I drew a little smiley face here in my notes, because everybody that's watched this so far kind of knows where I stand, but it's not a... Concrete stand, you know. I go back and forth, as I've said before. Um, but the word gospel is used seventy times in those Pauline epistles. Paul, no doubt, brought the gospel to us, us Gentiles. That's me, you know. I said in the uh, teaching time the other night on that on that audio um, podcast that I posted here on YouTube and other places. I'm thankful for that because I is one. I'm a Gentile. Um, You know, unless somebody out there, it doesn't matter in this dispensation anyways. There's neither Jew nor Greek as far as we are one in God, in Christ, as in other passages of scriptures that says that. But no doubt he brought the gospel to us. The apostle Paul did. Uh, if you turn over real quick to the book of Romans, the book of Romans, verse, uh, chapter 16, Romans 16 and verse 24, Romans 16 and verse 24 says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, amen. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, in the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. A couple of different things here. So I'm underlining it here in my Bible, manifest, and then also when uh, Paul says the power to establish you according to my gospel, that doesn't mean it's Paul died, was buried and rose again for us, as we'll see later on, but... Notice it says, according to my gospel, it was given to him to give to us. We see that in many chapters or many verses throughout the New Testament. And the very next thing it says, in the preaching of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ crucified, buried, rose again for our sins according to the scriptures. That's exactly what he, he's just another way of saying it. It's another way that Paul is saying, this is the gospel that I've been brought to you. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery, we know Paul was given that revelation to make manifest, but now is made manifest, verse 26, and by the scriptures of the prophets. Christ died according to the scriptures, was buried according to the scriptures for our sins. According to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith, to God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. The gospel. So that's the second thing. Thirdly, let's see what Jesus says concerning himself. Okay? We are to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, what we're about to go to is the gospels, commonly known as the gospel. The gospel of Matthew, gospel of Mark, gospel of Luke, gospel of John. Those are commonly known as the Gospels, that's giving the good news of Jesus Christ's walk on this earth. Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. Again, go back and watch those studies that we did about that, how he came in corruptible flesh. But 1 John 4 says Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. It's a present tense, no matter when you say that. And the reason that is is because he's always had a physical body body, soul, and spirit, always, okay? But he was manifest in the flesh. He was shown clearly when he took on the fashion of a man, the form of a man, the likeness of a man. When he came in in corruptible flesh, corruptible flesh, could die, God, fully God, died, according to the scriptures, fulfilled all the scriptures concerning the death of, Burial and resurrection. But turn over to Luke. These are commonly known as the Gospels, but let's turn over to Luke. Luke chapter 18 and verse 9. I want to welcome my mom that's on here, and then whoever else is uh, joining. I see there's uh, a couple that are watching besides my mom. Welcome. Luke chapter 18 and look in verse 9. Jesus here is, uh, he spoke a lot in parables. Now, interesting fact about the parables, um, there's been some guys on, uh, on YouTube just recently and have been for a while. Um, I've mentioned them before, Brother Tim, Brother Jake. Um, they've gone through a lot of these parables. One of these parables, though, is the parable of this uh, right here in verse 9 of Luke chapter 18. And he spoke this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Ooh, it already starts out with the good, like, instruction in righteousness right here. Bam, it hits you right off the bat. Which trusted in themselves, underline that, that they were righteous and despised others. Self-righteous people. Next verse. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Notice they both went to pray to the temple. Verse 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. The specific language of the King James Bible understand the fact that these men that wrote, that transcribed, that actually... um translated the bible to the english language were at the premiere they were the top scholars of their day god preserved his word for the english speaking people in the king james bible you can't convince me otherwise because it's very specific the way that it's worded here look again the pharisee stood and prayed now notice he prayed thus with himself see that Verse 9, that says they trusted in themselves. They were self-righteous. One religious, the other was a publican, a Jewish tax collector that went up into this, to the temple to pray. They both went to pray. Now look at verse 11. He prayed with himself since he had not come to the end of himself. Remember, he was self-righteous. That's why, while even invoking the name of God, notice that he's not using a little g-god. He prays to God. But he had not come to the end of himself yet. He invokes God's name. He was praying, but look what it says very specifically. Prayed thus, not within himself, not like he was praying within himself or something like that. It very specifically says with himself. That prayer didn't make it past the ceiling, so to speak. Okay? It's not about prayer. Okay, like you could see this right here. Prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as as this publican. Now, brothers, sisters out there, is he praying? Of course he is, but he hasn't come to the end of himself. He has not repented. He is a unrepented religious person that's praying and even invoking the name of God. Is is there any doubt right here? That's why, I, again, the King James Bible's specific language can't tell me that God has not preserved his perfect word without any error. It's infallible. It's inerrant. Look in verse 12. Verse 12, it says, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. He was not just a religious person. He was a very religious person, a good religious person. The outward, as Jesus says later on, their are whited sepulchers full of dead men's bones because on the outside, they looked very religious. They followed all the rules. God looks on the inward, though, and we're about ready to see it.
1: And the publican, verse 13.
0: Look look at this language here. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner.
1: This man here,
0: Right here, Jesus is giving an example. He's given a parable. And the thing I like, the fact that it's a parable, it's not a specific person, is because this can include any man, any woman that's ever lived on this earth. You understand what I'm saying? He doesn't specifically call out, for example, Nicodemus. That's an actual name. He doesn't say the rich man and Lazarus, a specific name. He says, Pharisee publican the hated publicans of the day, the tax collectors that collected taxes for the Roman Empire, Jewish men that would go around collecting taxes. Hated, despised. Well, despised and rejected of men was Jesus, but we, he understood that making an example of what you need to be at, and what that's called in verse 13, when he would not even look or lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, to me that is godly sorrow. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And look at, look at what Paul says about repentance. Jesus demonstrates, shows Repentance, true biblical repentance. And here it is 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 10.
1: Uh, buh, buh, buh. Yeah.
0: And we're going to read down. Yeah, let's just start in verse 10. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of but the sorrow of the world worketh death. See, the sorrow of the world was the Pharisee. The sorrow of the publican was godly sorrow. So if you would notice that he admits that he's a sinner, notice he doesn't, this is so awesome, the greatest teacher of all, okay, the one that still teaches us today, the comforter, the Holy Spirit that dwelled right there, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, says, I'm going to give you a parable. How can anybody deny this, that Jesus is speaking to every man? He shows here that he admits that he's a sinner. He comes to the end of his, of his own righteousness here. He doesn't mention out specific sins. He doesn't say, sorry for, uh, uh, let's see, uh, I blasphemed the other day. Um, oh, I, I walked more than a couple miles on the Sabbath. Uh, let's see, I did this, I did that. Of have everything he's ever done. No, it's not about that. It's about understanding in your heart, understanding, coming to a, a godly sorrow, understanding of who you are, but not just that you're a sinner. We all do bad things. We can understand that. But who have you sinned against? Remember in the book of Hebrews, as we've just gone through that as a channel, the book of Hebrews says you violate the law in one one thing. you violated them all. So it doesn't, you don't have to list specific sins. Sorry for smoking. Uh, I repent of this. I repent of that. No, folks. Come to the end of your righteousness. God wants the heart with the heart, and we're going to see that again. The King James Bible, the Bible, God is very specific when he, when he speaks. Look at Titus. Titus chapter 3. I'm trying to calm myself down because I'm trying to get through this and just, but every time I think about who I am now and who I once was, if you, if you can't help but get excited. It's not through our righteousness as we're about ready to see Titus chapter three and verse three says here for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish. That's me. Disobedient deceived yep serving diverse lust yes and pleasure Yep. that was me living in malice and envy yes yes hateful and hating one another yes yes and yes but verse 4 after the kindness after that the kindness and love of god our savior toward man appeared praise god not by works of righteousness which we have done I will state this emphatically and very clearly through the rest of this time that I'm on this earth. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done. It's not of ourselves, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Look at verse seven. This is going to come and be very important. That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to hope, Of eternal life the hope of eternal life justified in verse 7 there it says or let's go ahead and read verse 8 this is a faithful saying and these things I will that thou affirm constantly we have to do that that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works remind yourself of who you once were and you can't help but want to work for your Savior we don't work to get saved we work because we are saved Because he has redeemed us by his blood, we can't help it. We are new creatures in Christ. Do we fail? Do we fall flat? Do we sin all the time in this flesh? Yes, yes, and yes. However, we still want to work for our Savior. There should be a change in your life of some extent. You're a new creature. All old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Still fail. Still sin. Still struggle in this flesh. These things are good and profitable unto men. That's Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 8. Notice in verse 7 it says justified. Turn back over there to Luke. After the publican says, God be merciful to me, a sinner, he's he's smiting his breast, he's but smote upon his breast. He is in a contrite, godly sorrow state. Verse 14, our Savior says this, I tell you, this man went down to his house. What does that say, brothers and sisters out there? Justified. Justified rather than the other, for everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. The Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. God in the flesh, God in corruptible flesh at that time, as we see in Philippians 2, God says this man was justified. He admitted that he's a sinner. He believes the one who can do something about it, God. He cries out to God. That's the gospel. That's the same for us. We cry out to God, too, the one that died for us, that made himself a sacrifice. God will provide himself a lamb. He believes in the one who can do something about it. He believes in the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection for sins, as we see in 1 Corinthians 15 and a bunch of other places. That's the gospel. Like I said, it mentioned 70 times. And calls. He confesses. He confesses both. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He's reaching out. He's crying out to God. He cries out. He says it. He speaks it. Just like Moses was commanded to speak to the rock, to have that living water to come out. Justified. Just as if, not because of our righteousness. Again, because of his righteousness. Turn over to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. In verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being, what does it say again, justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Anybody that's preaching in any other form of gospel, any other way, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. Being justified freely by his grace, verse 24, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through, the, through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just, and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Question. That's a question. Of works? Nay, but by the, the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. We do not, this ministry will never, ever say that the Bible says that we are justified by works, ever. Because the Bible doesn't say it, ever. Verse 29, we're going to keep reading. Is he the God of the Jews only? That's a question. Question is he not also the gentiles yes of the gentiles also Um, salvation is for all it's talking of eternal salvation seeing it is one god which shall justify there it is again the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith um the circumcision being the jew and the uncircumcision through faith do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid! Yea, we establish the law. Remember, the, the law is the schoolmaster that brings us to the understanding that we cannot keep the law. Period. It's the it's the main schoolmaster, the law. Oh man, I broke the oh, I broke the law there. Ooh, oops! You broke the law in one. You broke it them all. Oh man. Well, what am I to do? What am I to do? I can't. Okay, I can't keep the law. How do I get to God? Lord, God. Be merciful to me, a sinner, his mercy, his righteousness, his grace. Justified. Justified, you can might as well say I learned this as a kid, just as if we've never sinned. That's not because of anything we have done. Again, we mentioned it again because of his righteousness as we just read. Next, for those who say it is physical salvation, let's look at another perfect picture in John chapter 4. Let's look at another one. These are my two, I guess you would say, favorite examples. It's all good. It all lines up scripture with scripture. But in John 4 and Luke 18, Jesus Christ himself is giving these examples. Excuse me one second.
1: Hello, Brother JT.
0: Thank you for joining me on the channel tonight. All right, so John chapter 4. And we could read from verse 1, and I encourage you to do this, verse 1 through verse 42. I don't know how far we're going to get because we just need to to kind of um, hurry this along a little bit. But if we don't get to any part of the introduction to Colossians tonight, it's because God wants us to park here. Somebody needs this. Somebody needs this. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees, this is John chapter 4, had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob, well now Jacob's well was there, Jesus therefore being wearied with his journey, see, still fully man. He still had all the same aches and pains, he was tempted in all like manner as we are, yet without sin, sat thus on a well, on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, Jesus saith unto her, give me to drink for his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. That's because they were half-breeds, half-Jew, half-Gentile. Man, what a perfect picture that there is no Jew or Gentile anymore. You see where I'm going with this? But she was not a Jew. Notice this. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God. The gift of God. That's Ephesians 2, is it not? We'll turn her in a minute. And who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him. And he would have given thee living water. See, I've seen somebody, again, I'm not going to mention any names whatsoever. I've seen somebody say that, well, if you're asking, you can be told no. (laughs) You come with godly sorrow in a broken state, and you ask, what does it say Jesus said? What does Jesus say? If, you know, give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. That's a definitive statement. He would have given thee living water. This isn't temporal water. This is eternal. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? (laughs) It's because he was the living water. Who? Art thou greater than our father Jacob? Let me answer that question. Yes. Which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. It's temporal. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Underline that. Never. Once you get that water, you're not thirsting ever again. Sealed. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life everlasting having a connotation that it has a beginning and it doesn't end see god is eternal we have eternal life through jesus christ because he is the eternal one has no beginning no end the alpha and the omega we have everlasting life because we were once dead in trespasses and sins and he has made us new creatures we are born again to never again die. Physically, yes, we will die if we are not uh, caught up out of here. It does not, but we will never die. We have everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. You think she was ready? Um, Not quite yet. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband, in that saidest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. I would be saying the same thing. Our, father, our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where that men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what? We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Uh-oh, it's going to get interesting here. But the hour cometh, yes, and now is. Why is that? Because he's standing there. When the true worshipers, the testator standing right there, shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Again, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah th cometh, which is called Christ. She's starting to understand what's going on here. When he has come, he will tell us these things. Jesus saith unto her. <laughs> here it comes, folks. Here it is. I that speak unto thee am he. He declares it. Now, what does she do with it? And upon this came his disciples. It doesn't say yet. It's a little pause. And marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, What seekest thou? Or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and just continued about her, her normal business. And, uh, you know, she went back to her live in boyfriend and so forth and so on. No. Look at this change. And saith unto the men, come, see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Now, wait a minute. Did he mention all of her sins? I'm asking a simple question. Did he mention every single one of her sins? Did Jesus know all of her sins? Of course he did. He mentioned one. The power of the Holy Spirit of convicting her, of her need of a Savior was right there, that living water. And she said, all things that ever I did wow she admitted that she was a sinner right then and there is this not the christ believed in jesus christ believe the gospel and she's confessing it both is this not the christ she's telling look look who i just met i met the messiah i met jesus christ he's here what a change has been brought since jesus came into her heart Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Look at this side note again. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him ought to eat? (laughs) Jesus saith unto him, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye that... There are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto a life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereupon ye bestowed no labor. See, he does all the work. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors all those past prophets that brought the word of God. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified. See, she's confessing it. He told me all that I ever did. Wow. So when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days, and many more believed because of his own word. How shall they believe without a preacher? The word faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word, the word of God was sitting right there, talking to them, and said unto the woman, now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that he is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Wow, folks, what a perfect picture. Not a Jew, she's not quite a Gentile fully, she's a half-breed, a mutt, you know, whatever you want to call it, us. It's a perfect picture of us asking. Jesus said you would have asked, and she apparently did because the change that was brought. Now, I just want you to turn over to uh, Romans 10. And before we do that, let me be absolutely clear that salvation is not of works. You cannot do a single thing, nothing, Prayer is not a work. None of these things that I'm about to mention, it's not a work. It's a result. It's a result, okay? Let's go to Romans 10. Romans chapter 10, and we're going to start in the first verse Um, because I'm going to make a point here. Uh, Folks, there's chapter breaks in these uh, in these books of the Bible. There's chapter breaks, but these Pauline epistles, especially, it's a letter. Do you stop reading a letter halfway through and be like, oh, "Okay, well, I guess that's all they wanted to say"? We have to read in context. That means we have to keep reading. Sometimes we can't just read a couple verses here and pull one here and pull one here. All Scripture. Line upon line, precept upon precept, so Romans chapter ten, verse one, brethren, my heart's desire in prayer to to God for Israel is that they might be saved all right we're gonna keep we're gonna start addressing this right now. Ask yourself the question: is Paul praying for the physical salvation of the Jews is he um was there It was the nation of Israel in peril at this moment. Well, it's not, uh, the legions aren't storming Jerusalem. It's not 70 AD yet. Paul is talking about that they may be saved. That they might be saved. Paul even said in other places that he would, just as Moses prayed, he would go to hell for them. That's amazing. If we could just guess... Just capture just a tad bit of that spirit, the spirit of Paul. That we would, we would. All right, Lord, if you would just save my entire family, I'll, I'll give up salvation. Just save my entire family, and I'll go to hell for them. Well, Jesus says, no, that's not possible. I died for them. It's a free gift. They need to come to me willingly, come to the end of themselves, believe on me. We're going to see it even uh, more right here. We're going to see even more. So Romans chapter 10 and verse 1, we just read that. It's not physical salvation, it's eternal salvation. For I bear them record that they, may, that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They have a zeal for the law. Man, they knew the law up up and down, backwards and forward. But they were just living outwardly. God did not have their heart as we go, man, Hebrews is just coming even more alive as I'm reading more of these scriptures. For they being ignorant, ignorant of God's righteousness, again, God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. They were the self-righteous people that we just mentioned already in Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, it's the same thing. It's the same Paul is saying the same thing. I wonder why It's because he's writing through the power of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus said these exact same things. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Yes, absolutely. He's the end of it. He was the, he was the final sacrifice. He entered in once as it said in Hebrews. So you see here, this is the first part, as it said in Luke 18 chapter, uh, or Luke chapter 18 verse nine. Own righteousness, the self-righteous people. Admit you are a sinner. If you're watching this and you have not come to the end of yourself, as I've mentioned on this channel multiple times, admit. You know you can admit that you're. You know I okay yeah sure I've sinned a couple times in my life. All right fine, I've broken a few laws. I, I did this. I lied once or twice. Okay whatever. Realize who you sinned against. You sinned against God a holy, righteous God. You cannot get to him any other way because of that sin. So admit it. Come to the end of your own self-righteousness. Verse 6, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on the wise. On this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead? But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9. This is the believe part. Believe on him that can do something about it. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, the one and only potentate, King of kings, the Lord of lords, Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Sure seems like it's the gospel to me. Verse 10. Confess both in prayer, here it comes. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It doesn't stop. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. This is not for the physical salvation of the Jews. I'm I'm lovingly saying this as best I can to you. The scripture just said, this is not of the Jew or the Gentile. There's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Speaking of physical salvation, if you can make that point, yeah, okay, well, I can make this point. No, there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek because this is not about the physical salvation of the Jews, period. It's about eternal salvation through Jesus Christ. No difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all, all that call upon him. I'm saying this in love. Folks, I'm going to get to that here in a second. I'm going to get to it in a second where, where I'm going to stand on some of this stuff. Uh, I think you already know where I'm at, but i I want to make a point here in a second. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Keep reading. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things that's isaiah 52 in verse 7 but they have not all obeyed the gospel for isaiah saith lord who hath believed our report so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god again how is this talking about physical salvation of just the jews Verse 18, but I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nations, I will anger you. Speaking about the Gentiles, this is, this is prophecy. This is why right here, Moses first spoke of it. They had no idea about this stuff until it was revealed through the Apostle Paul. But Isaiah says, Very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel he saith, All day long I have stretched forth my hand unto a disobedient, gainsaying people. Don't stop at the chapter break. Keep reading. I say then, Hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What ye not what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel. You can keep reading, but I just want to go ahead and make another point. God is not done with the nation of Israel. Anybody that teaches that is not teaching the word of God. I can't, again, in love, in in. In the kindest possible way, seasoned with salt, though. I'm trying with grace, always with grace, as Colossians 4, 6 says, seasoned with salt, the salt of God's word. So you can see here, all the way down through um, Romans 10, you can see all those examples that we've already read, uh, read. Once again, let me be absolutely clear that this is not of works as it says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. But folks, again, these are letters. These are letters from the Apostle Paul, so let's go to Ephesians, the the letter, the epistle, to the church at Ephesus, in chapter 2, and we're going to read, okay? Look, folks, I, I'm trying. I'm trying, but this is... I don't understand. I've said this before. I don't understand how this is even a controversial subject. Is prayer necessary for salvation as far as if you just pray a prayer willy-nilly? and No, of course not. It, it requires you to come to God, a broken sinner, believe on the gospel, the good news, as Paul says, that there was somebody that could do something about your sin, admit you're a sinner, believe on the one that can do something about it, and confess them both. Call out to him today in a broken, uh, As a broken sinner Godly sorrow That's what repentance is It's not difficult folks It's not And I think people try to complicate it Unnecessarily The gospel is simple Man gets in the way Go to the word of God Please Please go to the word of God Get you a King James Bible And read it In there, you'll find truth and life. Remember, read the letters as letters. Read in context, but read them as letters. Not of works. Ephesians 2, verse 1, I said I would read it. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we have had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, guilty, and were by nature his, the children of wrath, even as other, guilty, guilty, guilty. But God, I love when it says, but God, who is rich in mercy, his mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we are dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Side note, that's a present tense, by the way. We'll get to that some other time. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and His kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Thank you, God. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. What do you tell the woman at the well? If you only knew the gift. You would have asked and not well maybe i'll say no no you come in that in that in that spirit of that um of that publican broken the godly sorrow i don't i don't understand what the controversy is i just pray that you do that today if you have not come to the end of yourself come to god as a broken sinner with godly sorrow saying i cannot do anything about it you're going to the one who can Believing on his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believing in, believing on Christ Jesus. And confess them both. He is Lord. Lord Jesus. King of kings. God in the flesh that died for you. God himself, excuse me, God will provide himself a lamb. The entire Bible All right, verse 9, not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Keep reading, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are now uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at the time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. There it is again, that conjunction, that amazing conjunction, but now in Christ Jesus, ye—I'm I'm not going to get that excited because I'm going to try to contain myself, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Amen. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. His veil, as we've read in Hebrews, his veil was torn for us so we can have access to the holies of holies. Holy, holiest of holies. And we have access now. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, because he knew no sin, he fulfilled the law. For to make himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that, by, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers, amen, and foreigners, but fellow citizens, remember we're ambassadors in a foreign country now because of this, fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation, that solid rock of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. doesn't stop. Again, these are letters. Keep reading. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles... If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word, it was brought by the Apostle Paul, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and the prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, and partakers of the promise, excuse me, in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister, according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Everything I just did, going through the scriptures, line upon line, there was no contradiction. The Bible agrees within itself all the way through. Everything I did, I want to read this. This is how this ministry will answer questions. Any kind of criticism, any kind of stuff, that's fine. Are we to expect to not be criticized in this world and by others? That's fine. It's it's absolutely fine by me. But this is how this ministry is going to answer these questions. We're not going to bring up any names. We're not going to mention Who is the one that's doing the criticizing? It doesn't matter. We're not going to call people names, okay? Always with grace. Seasoned with salt, like I said. So that's what I'm talking about, just the scriptures. Because I've posted a meme before. If the Holy Ghost can't convince somebody, I certainly can't. If the Holy Ghost is the teacher and he's the one that's doing the teaching, if somebody has the Holy Spirit living inside of them, He'll do the work. He'll do the teaching. If they don't, they don't. It's not up for me to decide those things, by the way. Look, if somebody is, is flat out an atheist or they're preaching some sort of you can work your way into heaven, you just got to do this, follow these steps, one, this, that, and the other thing, you got to live a, just a pure life, you know, you got to buy this medicine or you got to go up into this mountain, you got to go, you know, follow this certain comet that's going to come across the sky. Look, folks, those are obviously false. We can see those things. If somebody claims salvation, I'm going to ask them what they're uh, talking about. And if they give me scripture, okay. Paul says to work out your own salvation. Every man, woman, will have to stand before Christ one day and give an account. You're either in Christ's righteousness standing before him or you're not. You're either wearing the robes of righteousness, his righteousness, in that he sees you, he's judging your works as far as the wood, hay, and stubble, what you've done for Christ, whether they had the intentions for Christ or for your own intentions, the wood, hay, and stubble. But if you're standing there without his righteousness, it's too late. He gave every opportunity. Every person will have to stand and give an account for themselves. I pray that you're standing there at least being viewed through Christ's righteousness. And then as we've seen called unto good works, let's redeem the time. For so many years I didn't redeem that time, but not anymore. As much as is in me through the power of the spirit, I want to redeem this time. So I have something to give to my savior who took a broken down sinner like me and made me a new creature. So that's it. That's how we're going to answer critics around here. Somebody has a, a problem with a doctrinal stance that I take. I, I, I don't hate you. I'm not supposed to have hate in my heart. I, I have pity. I have, oh, But all I'm supposed to do is give the word of God. As a minister of reconciliation, as an ambassador for Christ, I'm just supposed to give the word of the king. If you get mad at me, if you get upset at me, if you think that I'm being mean-spirited, I really, I'm, with all that's in me, I love everybody. I want to be loved of people. I want people to say, you know that Mike D'Angelo over there? He's a, he's a great guy. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a good fellow. Such a nice guy. That's fine. Let my speech always be with grace. Seasoned with salt, though. Salt. Salt. That's how we're going to answer critics. Anybody that wants to bring up any kind of questions, I, I don't have hate in my heart for you. I, seriously, I love you. What's even more, the God of this, that created this universe, the word from the beginning, loves you even more than I could ever even imagine. No greater love a man hath than this, than lay down his life for his friends. We can do that. We can lay down our life for our friends. Man, that's some pretty great love but he suffered and died for the sins of others he which knew no sin took on sin for us you and me praise god hallelujah to the king get used to saying it now praising god because it will take us all of eternity and we won't even get started because of how good he is to us how good he's been well we didn't get to colossians tonight It's uh, right at an hour. We did not get to Colossians. I encourage you to uh, watch this entire uh, video over again if you came in a little bit later. Go back and watch the entire thing, okay? And In love, just watch the entire thing, and that's the answer. I've given the scripture. I've not said one time that I'm dependent upon some sort of magical prayer. No. Not at all. Not of works of righteousness that we have done. Okay. It's his righteousness. So if we can be in agreement about at least that, there's all sorts of different disagreements that I can kind of live with. Believe me, I've been around a lot of people that, uh, whew, there's a lot of different things and I'm like, ooh, uh, well, I don't know where you're coming from on that one there, brother, but, um, you know what? You believe that, uh, you believe uh, in, in biblical salvation. I believe your your spirit communes with my spirit. We, we we understand there's fruit there. You know, you struggle with sin just like I do, but there's conviction in your life. Okay, you know, I, I can only judge what I can see. Only God looks on the heart. So that's where I'm at with that. So go back and watch this entire thing. Um, you know, I'm going to leave it open here for a few seconds here uh, just to go through a lot of this stuff, but let's, I was going to read and just introduce Colossians just for next time. We'll, we'll actually get into Colossians. Um, just for next time, uh, start reading through the book of Colossians, starting obviously with chapter one. Um, it doesn't take long to get through all of it, but that's where we're going to be. And, uh, just one thing, just a note. Um, it's one of the only places that Paul, he, he comes out pretty clearly. It seems like he never even went there. He never went there, never visited there. But he still had love for him. Good night, my mom. My mama. Good night. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, But let's just take it open uh, now for a little bit of question and answer. And let me scroll back up through here because I just, I really didn't. uh, I was just, it was just pouring out of me. And there was so many more things that I wanted to kind of bring out. But God said, hey, don't bring those out. And I'm I'm glad uh, that I listen. That's all I can do is proclaim what he wants me to proclaim. Um, okay, just seeing the people that came through here. Sister Elizabeth, I see you there. Boom, boom, boom. Unclean things. Okay, just some good verses there. Uh, Psalms. Call upon the truth. Called deliverance. Well, that's a good point uh, there their Bible reading Bato, but uh, I'll let everybody just read through there and do their own study, but um, I think we made it pretty clear tonight that uh, Jesus was not offering physical salvation to the woman at the well. He was not off- offering physical water. And by the way, the man that was praying and saying, be merciful to me, a sinner, was not looking for uh, justification for, I don't know, a broken arm. It wasn't physical salvation or whatever. Goodness. And then we saw there with the woman at the well that it's not of the Jews only. And then Romans 10 made that abundantly clear. Yes, amen. Titus 3, 5, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. And that's it. So I'll open up for just a few minutes here. If anybody has any questions, if not, uh, everybody can start signing off. I'm not going to play any music tonight. Um, didn't really introduce Colossians very much, <laughs> but I wanted to give the opportunity. If anybody had any questions about anything they heard me say, um, please let me know. And uh, if I don't see anything on there, which I don't see, anybody's posting anything. Give another five, four. Three two one and no questions okay so l t m b i y at yahoo dot com make sure you uh if you do have questions go ahead and send them there um uh, make sure again i had a, somebody post uh, a comment on one of my videos today um she's <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of funny, and you know it was i think it was good natured but uh, uh, I told her that as long as she you know, asks clean questions and keeps it clean, that uh, comments won't be erased off of uh, YouTube videos. Uh, just keep them clean, ask questions, and um, if they need to be remo- removed because of vulgarity, uh, I'll take care of that as, as, if anything slips through. Um, but ltmbiy at yahoo.com, the Facebook page, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries, on Facebook, and of course all the uh, podcast locations, podcasts.com and then Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio Podcast can be where you can look up the audio versions. This one should post, oh, I don't know, probably in about the next 30 minutes. If you'd like to go back and just listen to the audio version, maybe uh, you'd like to download it to your uh, smartphone or whatever your devices are at uh wherever you're at on that and um you can download them and listen to them maybe on the way to work or something like that if you don't have a whole lot of time uh we got to just kind of be flexible and so all that's done I think it was a man I enjoyed giving the study tonight um studying for it was even I told my wife I was like oh my goodness I I need to I need to take a break I need to take a break because I, I was just getting overwhelmed with how many scriptures just come up and like, oh, what about this? And what about this? And I uh, tried to simplify it as best I could, condense it down as best I could. Uh, but there's more scriptures out there. Let the spirit teach you. Let this mind be in you because brethren, we have the mind of Christ. I will remind you that uh, we're, we're right there in Ephesians. Uh, we're right there in Ephesians or Galatians Yep. Galatians Ephesians. Yeah. Ephesians were right there. Ephesians, I I don't know why I skipped that page. Must have been stuck together. But anyways, Ephesians chapter one, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Be great ambassadors um today. And tomorrow and the day after that, because he has redeemed us by his blood, we owe him everything. Everything, all right. So, everybody that was on here, um, feel free to, uh, maybe go to, uh, I don't know, the Skype or whatever like that. I'm gonna go ahead and get off the bed. I do have duty tomorrow and all throughout the weekend, and, um, But I have appreciated uh, people that have come through here. I feel like now everybody's kind of coming on here. Go back and watch the video. Please, 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 please. Um, And then I'm seeing some people on here. Hello, Brother Tim. And anybody else that's watching. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me tonight. And uh, Biblical Salvation I just wanted to make it clear where I stood on that. I've I've mentioned it before. Um, I don't go into this um, haphazardly, where it's just like, oh, you know, I'm just this is something that I've studied out, okay. And um, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have to uh, mentioned mention anything as far as like, well, this person over here said anything like that. Look, let the Spirit teach and uh let's just follow the word of god even when it's hard even when it's difficult in our flesh to be like oh man i want to respond so bad i want to just take this person and just say shake them and be like hey look this is this is truth colossians 4 6 is still in the bible colossians 4 6 is still in the bible and i'll read it one more time before we leave here Colossians 4 and verse 6. Thank you, Brother Tim. All praise and honor and glory goes to the Lord. Um, just watch the, uh, the first half of it and uh, when you get a chance. Colossians 4, verse 6. I'll remind you, and just uh, it's a reminder to myself, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. This is the only way we can answer anybody is through the Word of God. Okay? And that's what Let This Mind Be In You ministries will do. I said that on my introduction. That's what we're going to endeavor to do. We don't follow men. We don't follow traditions, any kind of system or anything like that. We want to go to the Bible to see what the Bible has to say. And, um, that's it. Love you in the Lord. And, um, I really appreciate you joining me tonight on let this mind be in you. Join me again, uh, Lord willing next week on Friday, 9 PM Eastern standard time. And, um, Like I said, I'll be on leave for the next two weeks, so I should have some time around the house. And um, I should be able to, you know, Lord willing, if he gives me a uh, video to lay something on my heart, I'll go ahead and have time to do that. So I'm praising God for that. I'm really tired, and I cannot wait to spend some time with my family, my, uh, my beautiful wife. Ooh, by the way, praise. I praise, all praise, honor, and glory to the Lord. We found... The vehicle that he would have for us, it it fit our needs, uh, for our, our family. It had super low miles on it and it was within the budget. And uh, isn't God wonderful? I mean, every single time you think, Well, my goodness, we just we owed so much money left on that, on that truck, and oh my goodness, what God pays for it. It's taken care of. Oh my goodness. Are we ever going to find something that even remotely comes close to that for that price range? Oh my goodness. Why are we worried? We have a solid and sure foundation. He says we, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Don't fear those things, but I still find myself in the flesh going, Oh my goodness. What am I going to do? Don't do anything. Wait upon the Lord. And he provided amen and amen and amen. It's beautiful. It's exactly what God would have us to have. And, um, You know, when you go, you can't help but rejoice. You can't help but rejoice that God God is just great to this undeserving, just worthless bag of bones. But he redeemed me. (laughs) Wow. Great is the mystery of godliness. Can't understand it. Why would he love someone like me? But even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He did the work. I could keep going. I could keep going and give praise and honor and glory. He's he's so good. He's been so good to me. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. And there's several other verses. He answers prayer, but uh, he didn't come on here to listen to me sing. So even though I enjoy to do it, I'm not going to sing very much on YouTube, but I just felt like praising God right there. Love you with all my heart. Brothers and sisters, be good ambassadors this week. That's it for now. On let this mind be in you. Brother Michael D'Angelo saying goodbye. And if I don't see you soon here on YouTube or on Skype or something like that, I pray the next time we see each other, uh, we're around, around praising God because he has redeemed us by his blood out of every nation kindred and tongue. Wouldn't that be awesome? The next time we see each other, it's in his presence, looking at the king. Mm. Bye for now.